You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Detroit Uncensored. All things Detroit. Real talk. No holding back. No holds barred. Welcome to Detroit Censored. Today, I am lucky to have an amazing activist guest from the state of Michigan, specifically a grassroots organizer in the 8th Districts and a volunteer and worker for Bikers for Trump. Uh, you may have seen her in the news dancing with Governor, uh, Governor Whitmer's house, being ticketed by state police for giving haircuts, and escorting America's Sheriff David Clark around, David Clark around Michigan. Londigat cruised in in our Harley today to discuss Bikers for Trump, Mike Detmer for Congress, and the current state of politics in the Mitten. How are you doing today, Londa? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Kind of watching the world and, and trying to figure out what's going on and piece things together. What about you? Things a little crazy out there? Oh, yeah. Especially going door knocking lately. Well, what's that been like? <laughs> well, um, most people are receptive and uh, someone just, some just say, get out of here. You know? Does it just get out of here or they, do they get after you? No, they just kind of like, they're just rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm but, but generally, for the most part, most people are, um, they'll listen to what you have to say. Does it, can you, can you kind of tell a political party or who they affiliate for by how they treat you? Yes. Yeah, that, it seems like that's, that's kind of the norm lately. I, you know, and, and I'm going to sidebar this before I was going to go into what I was going to read, um, but, uh, you, Oh, you know how I'm, I'm. I'm typically a little bit more socially liberal than a lot of people in our campaign. And uh, I keep telling people, I said, you know, Republicans, conservatives have been the most accepting of my views and, out of anybody. Yeah. And and it used to be, the, you know, a lot of people say it's the other way around. It was. It blew my mind because I'll say like, you know, we need to have a strong, we need to have border security. And, you know, I get called a racist a hundred times. And like, that's like the new norm, the, the changing of the goalposts. So anyway. I agree. You haven't been chased off any porsches? Uh, yeah, get out of here <laughs> right now. <laughs> gotcha. I, I probably have to have uh, my weapon holstered when I do that. I know Dan Bongino did that when he was uh, campaigning in Maryland three times. So <laughs> so I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Dan, Dan Bongino, I, I think he's great, by the way. I, I don't know if you watch. Did you watch his YouTube show? Yeah, I love him. Yeah. I just can't believe how many snowflakes are out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wish people were, put, put, you know, like I can understand the Democratic point of view. Me cause, too. Because I, I, I have empathy to do so. I don't agree with it, but like I see where they're coming from. Now, the far, far left that's that's rioting and, and they want socialism. I'm, yeah, I'll, I need to teach them a rudimentary math class. Well, you know the ones that want to turn on the statues and um, take away our, you know, what we stand for. That's what that's where that's why I'm standing up because I'm fighting back. Yeah, you know, and I I just wish that sometimes that why do we all have to be labeled a certain party? Why can't we just all be Americans and stand together in unity? Exactly for our country and for our future for our children. I, I think the, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I know for me personally, when I I was always somewhat political. Politically active, you know, I did uh, Travis Reed for judge. I worked on uh, Carlo Giannotti's Republican campaign state rep when I was in, in uh, college. Uh, I did. I actually did. You're gonna hate me for this, but I did Barack Obama's Barack Obama's primary in Pennsylvania. That was just a big party fest, though. Back when I was younger, we were just knocking on doors and then partying all night. And uh, now I'm with Mike Detmer, and I, I can't think of a better candidate than him. I, what, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, you know what? He speaks for all of Michigan. He speaks Michigan. That was a perfect slogan too. Yeah, and you know what? He's uh, he's true heart. He what you see is what you get, and he may not be polished like some other people are, yeah. but he's not a politician, and he speaks from his heart, and that's what I love about him, and that's why I joined the team. And I've never been involved in politics like this. I mean, mm-hmm. I was with. Bikers for Trump for that was a little bit different, mm-hmm. but to actually be on a campaign and uh, door knock and have events and you know um, it's a lot of work, but he's worth it. Oh yeah, I agree. And and what I like about Mike uh, and, and before I segue into, I think we can segue into what I was going to read because it's going to make a lot of sense what we're talking about. Um, I like how he has thin skin. He's just like whatever. You know, you you want to call me this, 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 <laughs> this, 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 this. I never see him really go low. 
And that's what, and I never met Mike before I was considering even running against Haley Stevens. And I was like, oh, I'm not polished enough. I'm young. I need to, I need to tighten up some things, you know? And I saw him and I was like, Mike, I want to be a part of this campaign. You like, you wrote the contract for Michigan out. You, 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 you're for the vets, which I'm huge for. You're for police, which I'm huge for. And I've never seen an ounce of bigotry or, or hate in it, in him. You know, he's a man of faith. Yep. And, uh, I, I was just blown away by him. I and mean, he's the first per, first congressional candidate that I fully supported. Now, my endorsement doesn't carry much weight because I know some. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Haley Stevens' district with a lot of Democrats. But yeah, <laughs> but I think exactly what we talked like what you mentioned earlier sums up uh, what I wanted to read. And I'm sure you, you, you probably have seen this in one way or another. But um, I think it, it sums up how a lot of us feel in, in regards to politics, especially in Michigan right now. And. Um, it starts off with Black Lives Matter, and I just want to—I do want to point out Black Lives do matter, but it, I always separate that between the movements, mm-hmm. you know, and what's also being hijacked by Antifa. Yeah, because it just makes it look bad. I mean, I think the first Black Lives Matter movement in Ferguson was terrible. This one, there was tons of peaceful protesting. We saw Sheriff Swanson up in uh, Genesee Valley did a wonderful job, and then, of course, Antifa and those radical groups. And now on the news, you see people looting and rioting. I, I want to make sure we, we put a distinction between that because those people are predominantly privileged white kids doing that stuff. Yeah, that's and, and, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just pretty, like I, w- I would say 90% of plus is young teenage white people. Yeah. And to me, it makes no sense. And, you know, if it's Black Lives Matter, why aren't they doing anything about the abortion, you know, if they care about black lives? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hit that right now. So it's like. Uh, I'll leave the uh, – it says it's from Bubba Watson, not Wallace, not the NASCAR driver. I'm not positive if it is from him, so I'm just going to leave it as an unnamed source. But it says, I'm so confused right now. I see signs all over the same Black Lives Matter. I'm just trying to figure out which Black Lives Matter. I can't be, it can't be unborn black babies. They're being destroyed without a second thought. It's not black cops. They don't seem to matter. It's not my black conservative friends. They're told to shut up, and if they don't follow it – if they don't – they wait, shut up if they know what's best for them. By their black counterparts. It's not black business owners whose businesses are getting looted and burned to the grounds. It's not my black conservative friends. Um, their power, their property does not mean anything. It's not blacks who fought in the military. Their statues are being destroyed by Black Lives Matter, protesters, and disdain. So which Black Lives Matter again? And then pause. Black Lives Matter. Of course they do. Then why do multiple black police officers and individuals get killed during peaceful protests? And we don't see any outrage. I gotta switch this. It's when we see an outrage. Black individual owned businesses burned to the ground. Silence. Deadliest weekend in Chicago. Nothing. I can't keep up with it. I just can't. I'm exhausted trying to figure out what we're supposed to believe and be offended or outraged about next. Two months ago, first responders were all the rage. In fact, they were heroes. We gave them free coffee, meals, cheers them, cheers, cheered them as they drove down the streets. This guy has bad spelling. Today, we hate them and we want them defunded because they can't be trusted. Two months ago, truckers were heroes as well for keeping America moving and grocery stores shocked. Today, we block the roads, protest them, drag them out, and beat them nearly to death. Nurses, doctors, and and, uh, um, assistants are cool for now, but they may be unemployed. They too are heroes unless, of course, they truly believe that all life matters. Then they're filled with hate and are part of the problem. Just 45 days ago, protests weren't essential. I know you were at one. <laughs> and you, you, did you did you get any personal heat for that, or just the, the overall heat from the media? Uh, just liberal media. Yeah, everybody else supports what I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when people were talking about the guns of the Capitol, I'm like, do, what, do guns scare you? Because guns make me feel safer. But anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll keep going with that because it says 45 days ago. Um, let me get back to where we were. Two months ago, truck drivers were heroes. Now they're getting beaten. Today, we block the roads with the protesters. Um, nurses and doctors are cool for now, but they may go unemployed. They are heroes too, unless, of course, they truly believe all lives matter. Then they're filled with hate and they're just part of the problem. Just 45 days ago, protests weren't essential and were considered a criminal, selfish, and murderous activity. Today, they're being gloriously critical and critically celebrated. All of the obvious criminal, murderous activities are simply put to the background. Trust the experts. No, not those experts. Don't wear masks. Wear masks, but only the good ones. Wait, don't wear masks. Wear anything as a mask. Never mind the mask. Not sure. But if you don't, you hate people because you could be an asymptomatic spreader. Wait, 
That's not a thing anymore. For three months, nothing was more important than social distancing. In fact, we gave up all our liberties for it. We canceled schools, medical, dental procedures, yet allowed mur- the murder of babies, canceled activities, closed businesses, eliminated, eliminated every spring rite of passage from prom to graduation, denied people funerals even at Arlington, and we wrecked our economy. Then came social justice, and social just distance was no more. Now things are more cut and dry, though. A thousand people at three memorials were someone who they have never met. It's a matter of respect, but you can't assemble with 100 people or more. I'm really confused now. Look at the data. No, not that data. Do the math. No, you can't do that math. Only the experts can understand the data and math. What do you mean other cities, states, and governors are interpreting this? I'm really confused now. Why are pools safe in Indiana but not Michigan? Why are amusement parks safe in Florida but not Ohio or Michigan? If you're silent, you're part of the problem. If you speak, you're part of the problem. If you have to ask, you just don't understand. And if you do ask, you just don't care. It's also predictable, tedious, and exhausting, and nothing adds up. And I think we all can agree with that. It's one gigantic math life problem with ever-changing denominators that I'm sure the media and politicians are eagerly ready to solve for us. Oh, yeah. It all depends on, um, you know, if it's the governor, they don't have to follow social media, wear a mask, and, you know, mm-hmm. Fauci. You see Fauci you know, at the Boston it, game? Yeah. He had his mask down? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was ridiculous. And a governor is sitting there protesting on arm shoulder to shoulder with Black Lives Matter. And in another picture, you'll see her with her mask on. Another one, she doesn't have a mask on. And I'm protesting at the Capitol, and I get a ticket. And I actually put a mask on, which I don't believe in. Yeah. You know, to... Because I can't really afford the ticket, do you, you know. Do you feel? Let me ask you this: Do you feel like you're you're okay with the mask, but you you don't like the idea of the government mandating it? Like if you went into a house and someone said, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm comfortable. I would feel more comfortable if you if you wore a mask. Would you mind? Would you say yes, or would you? Um, it depends if the person is immune compromised. Okay. Um, I I have a nursing background. Yeah. I have a bachelor's, so all this um rhetoric. Whether it's good or bad or whatever, what they're seeing, how they flip flop, you know, it's actually a breeding ground for bacteria to grow yeah. and, and to become more virulent. Okay. So, to me, it, it makes no sense. And and, it, and then they said that it was airborne, and now it's uh, direct contact, which means you have to touch the surface or something like yeah. that. But they put this fear factor that they put in and that the media has been so successful in doing that creating this fear. This fear is real to these people. Yeah, I know. And and it's it, I just wish we could break through their brain to make them realize, you know, come on, man, think about it. We come exposed to bacteria and viruses every day, you know, all your life. You need to be exposed unless yeah. you're extremely ill. Of course, protect yourself. I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. So we, we got a little hair and stuff. I, I, I wanted to read that because – no, no, you're good because I, 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 I read that because I was reading that. I'm like, this is exactly what's going on. No one knows what to believe but everybody has this ultra outrage culture and they, they think they're right. But they, they're, they're, so cl- they're so ignorant to all the information out there and I don't – I'm not saying I know everything. But I can tell you one thing. When I look at something – and I think you've sent me stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'll have to dive into that deeper because I always dive into everything deeper. I look at the sources. I look at graphs and things like that. And things just did not begin to – they just weren't adding up for me. And I say I have a Dr. Day bullshit radar detector. I'm like, uh, that's not right. Why aren't all the homeless population dead yet? Yeah. They don't have hand sanitizers. They're living on the streets. They're living in New York. Like what? what is going on? Why is it all the Democratic states – and it, it is, is it a form of control? But let, let's, let's drop back to this. So you, are you from Michigan originally? Yes. Where from? Um, I grew up in Warren in Sterling Heights. Okay. Graduated from Sterling Heights High School. Okay. And then you just, did you go to straight to Oakland University? Um, nope. I, um, I got my cosmetology license and I've been working for over 35 years doing hair. Okay. And about 2012, I got my degree, my bachelor's in nursing at OU. Okay. And did you work for a nurse, as a nurse for a while? Well, I did a little bit of home care, but um, I got pneumonia mm-hmm. and I got extremely sick. And I did not, uh, I should not have taken a test. I should have just canceled and rescheduled. Yeah. Um, the Oakland University, it's a very hard school and you have to have a 90% or higher to graduate. And it's an exit exam. You get two chances to take it. Okay. So I got 88 the first time, and then I retook it. I passed. And then I got pneumonia, 
long story short, um, this Trump guy came along, <laughs> you know, so I, in a, I, ne- I never went back to go take my state license. So I, I keep saying when uh, Trump's out of office, you know, and um, his time has passed, then I'm going to start studying again and get it. Gotcha. All right. I, I, I went to Oakland University. I, gradu- I, I started there in 03 uh, and graduated in, like, I would say 2006 and a half. I just zipped through it. Um, I, I did the, the dual. Um, well, I had a girlfriend at the time, five years, and I was a political science. Yeah, a specialization in data, international terrorism, political campaigns. Those are my my big three, and I, I'm just so infatuated. I, it's what I've been doing. And then I have the business degree, a master of science and finance, and MBA. And my thought process on that was that's what makes the world go around. So I thought it was fine. That, I think it's odd that Mike went to Oakland, you went to Oakland, I went to Oakland. Is there anybody <laughs> else in the campaign that went to Oakland? I don't know. Ah, they're unlucky. But yeah. <laughs> it was well. You went after me because you went back. I can't remember what their name was before, but I, I was—I went when it was the Golden Grizzlies, and and then I commuted and I had an apartment up there, and it was it was a good time. But I was—I always say I'm so happy that I went to Oak University because I would have—I probably would have dropped out of any other college. I would have partied at that young age. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, uh, what brought you into politics? Is it—is it, that something you wanted to do? I never wanted anything to do with politics. To be honest with you. Um, but when I was watching President, well, elect Trump, pre- mm. Donald Trump, um, expose what was going on in our country, and I, as a mother of three boys, mm. I felt very compassionate about even having children because I, even back then, and my oldest is like thirty-one, and I thought, well, my God, you know, do I want to bring them up in this kind of world? Because I'm not, I mean, I'd be here one day to protect them, yeah. and so that laid real heavy on my heart, and then I had the boys and then I felt this uh I don't know compassion or 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 I just I thought oh my god when Trump exposed what how destructive our country had become I thought I've got to do my part as a parent mm-hmm. I got to get engaged because I'm the one that brought these kids into this world and this way I can live with myself and that's why I got engaged and I joined bikers for Trump and I was just a state moderator mm-hmm. Then I was a Midwest regional uh, moderator where I oversaw 12 states. Mm. Then I became a uh, national coordinator for Bikers for Trump, and I flew out. So t- um, tell me more. Tell me, like, from w- when you started at Bikers Trump to uh, to to, are you still working with them? Yeah. Okay. T- tell me how that that started. What you know a little bit more about the organization, so so people that may not know, because I okay. think I think a lot of people might think Bikers for Trump is just like a like like the Mongols or like the Hells oh. Angels and just bad people, and and I I know that's not true. Yeah. But I want to make sure that if anybody listens to this, they understand the the, the good that okay. happened. I know you guys do a lot of rides for charity. You do. I've seen your uh, road rallies. Um, like I said, you're the most likely person I know to Facebook Live something. You remember when I posted yeah. that on there? But, <laughs> but yeah, tell us a little bit about the, a lot of the good stuff you do because there's, there's nothing bad. But there's probably zero bad press about Bikers for Trump. Um, Bikers for Trump is it started back in 2015 when um, the inauguration where Antifa and stuff were showing up. So the founder of it um, got a bunch of his friends and they went down to the inauguration and um, they were putting – uh, Antifa into check mm. into uh, dumpsters That's <laughs> because you know they were attacking people that were just patriots. So they yeah, you've been attacked, haven't you? Yeah, I've been. Yep, I've been sucker punched by a protester. And where where were you at this time? Just uh, were you were you in the White House at the time? No, or, or no. were you in the Capitol? Nope, I was at a Republican event in Royal Oak. Oh, okay. This was in Michigan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember the first time I met you that you told that story. Yeah. So. Um, so, anyways, it was it a man. Was it a man or a woman that hit you? A woman. Okay, just make sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm see, no. I, I'm <laughs> she see, I'm may not look a, like one. But if no. I, you wouldn't believe how many videos I see of men hitting women, like like, and, and it's, it's people of different races, and I'm not going to go for that far in it. But right. I've, I've seen so much of it because of politics. It. That's why I said if if any of you get hit, I will go nuts. I, I, that's something that flipped that switch in me from back. In previous careers, yeah. But anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, so um, the grass is a grassroots organization, and um, we started out. I think when I first started, might have been thirty thousand members uh, nationwide mm. and fifty states. And now we've stretched out to Puerto Rico, and I think there, <clears throat> I forgot the other country, but it's like we're protect. They're protected by the United States. 
What's the other one? Uh, ah, it doesn't matter. So, but we have grown to like, uh, I think, close to 170,000 members nationwide. Oh, wow. So um, like sometimes when special elections come up, like there was one in Kentucky a while, um, maybe a couple months ago. And hopefully the one in Michigan coming up <laughs> after the recall petition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, we got our members, um, 22, almost 22,000 calls were made within a week and we were able to swing that, help them, that, uh, candidate in Kentucky to win his election. Now I have flown out personally to Missouri. I went to Florida about six times. Rumor has it you have your own plan. Uh, well, I'm just gonna, a family. I, I, I've seen you getting off a plane so many times and get picked up by the Trump Unity Bridge. I, I'm just joking. I, no, know. yeah, that, well, that's true. It's not technically mine, but I married into it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so then, um, so I've been to Ohio about seven times, uh, Wisconsin, and uh, we passed out like 2,500 brochures and we host rallies for these candidates, and we've been able to uh, we, we help Ron DeSantis win. Okay, uh, we believe wholeheartedly because we bring in the community, you know, and we're going out there, yeah. you know. And I went; it was like during Bikers Week, you know, so it was really good. There was just tons of bikers everywhere. I've seen I've seen your yeah the when you guys do your rallies, it's just bikes after bikes after bikes after bikes after bikes. And my dad had a Harley growing up, and uh, he got the bikers wobble in '94 when he was dri- he was actually riding to California with Dennis Rodman, Hulk Hogan, and uh, uh, his boss and a guy named Tony Carlini, an old Harley dealership uh, um, uh, salesperson. He owned a Harley store or a shop, and. Um, he got rid of it before me, but I, there's, I got pictures of me on the back of it. Going, <laughs> so I, I love bikes. I just my dad sold it because he didn't want me to get injured. I've crashed jet skis, snowmobiles, because I'm I'm an extreme speed junkie. But yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so bikers for Trump. Do you guys do? Uh, are you guys a, a political action committee? Do you guys uh, or do you guys just are grassroots getting out there, petition signing, and getting you know GOTV get out the vote? Yeah. Well, yeah, we have uh, links posted up on each state page. You have to be a member in the state that you live in. So you would just uh, type in bikers for Trump in your state and the word official because there's some um, ones that are trying to take over our yeah. organization. But um, we have links on those pages that tells you you know if you're not a a registered voter mm-hmm. that, you know, here's the link you need to register to vote. And um, what I do in Michigan, um, I educate our members yeah. on um, the different candidates. And sometimes they'll ask me how I feel and I'll give my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But Bikers for Trump cannot endorse anybody. And I've been asked by so many people, even, you know. Is it a 50C3 charity? Is that why? It's is it a char- charity. And yeah, it has to yeah. Be, like yeah, the church can't. The church can't technically endorse people. I know it's a charity. It might be a different tax code. But well, I'm just wondering if it's. It has to well, be, we can, but we individually. It has to be if Trump endorses them. That's okay. how we stand on okay. that. Um, but yeah, and they're a super. They're a pack. You know, they have a pack. Yeah. For uh, funding yep. and all that. And and then sometimes you just, uh, you know, you give your advice and you just try to educate them so you can help lean people in the right direction, you know, for grassroots yeah. candidates. Now, obviously, you, you, you would prefer to have anybody vote, but are you are you a firm believer in that everybody should vote? Everybody. Yeah. Now, I'm going to flip into this because I know you and I are both against this. Um, I'm against it because there's no way to protect it, but mail-in voting, what's going on? Oh, this should not be allowed. I know. I, 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 if there was a way to, if it was foolproof, or if the penalty for violating that was so extreme, I, I might be worth. Am I? Because I, I, I wish everybody voted. I don't even think they could foolproof it because how, we got outside uh, countries hacking into China, hacking into our, our systems. Well, we have, we have China. I'm going to go into my hypothetical previous career here for a second. There's distant information campaigns coming from North Korea, Iran. Russia and China. Yeah. And have you, yeah. Ever, have you ever noticed the same ad with the same picture? It's framed in the, the same way, like two different ways. Because politics really isn't two competing issues, people fighting over two competing issues. It's, they're fighting over the framing of it. Like guns rights, guns are bad. No, guns don't kill, kill people. They're not, they're not saying we shouldn't have guns or, or now they are, but they're literally just frame, they're fighting over the framing of it so that way their constituents are like, oh, I'll vote for that guy. 
but they're not really taking care of any issues. They're just framing their arguments different ways. Oh, that's that would be like Paul Young. <laughs> he says this and he says that, and he doesn't. He just goes along what the majority says, so he can look polished. Well, he he does look. When I saw him in a debate with uh, uh, that first the first. Uh, that's the only one he's done. Yeah, and and you know he does look clean cut. I, I said, wow, he looked polished, but his policy sucked. Yeah, you know, and then but he's a former. What, uh, uh, newscaster, so he knows how to wear the makeup. He knows how to, yeah, you know, and that's all. That's all he is. He's a good looking. Uh, well, he's, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he he is good looking. <laughs> like you know, he's a, I want to say good looking, but he's well put together. He has yeah, good he, features. You know, he you know, but when he speaks, it's like, and it's sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he can't speak. He can't. And you know what? He, um, there's been three other debates since then. And he will not show up. He will not debate. So I, if you can get him on the show, that would be phenomenal. I will be shocked. I'll, I'll go for it. I'll go for it. I'm not, I, I'll get anybody on this show. Yeah, but he's been asking. He's uh, The other day, there was one last week. and uh, He's hoping he can dump money in and just. Yeah. How, how does. I'm going to say that right now. Because I'm going to spread this out on social media and things like that. And you can correct me. You correct me if I'm wrong with this. Paul Judge. It probably hasn't lived in Michigan for more than a year. Doesn't own property, right? Right. Doesn't have a job in Michigan. Hasn't officially lived in Michigan. He was here for a little bit well, since he was eight, roughly. Yeah. And give or take. Yeah. No job, no business, he no has, property, nothing. He has no clue what we go through on a daily basis. Like, I mean, we, you know, some of so all of our struggles, struggles are relative, but he's in Livingston County where there's certain struggles that are different than the suburbs. He's from California. I don't understand how he can even relate to that, to the Livingston County area. That's what Alyssa Slacken did too. Yeah, yeah. She I, flew in and used her parents' address. Yeah, but she's from New York. And then she, I think it was in her grandparents' farm or uh, her parents' farm. Was You know what I'm trying to say. Same thing. Yeah, yep, yep. Same thing. And then, you know, and, and before I even, even got, on, got on the campaign, I've always been the person to follow the money. Yeah. And I noticed all this stuff. And it's funny because I keep posting things. Then I notice you guys have already found it. I'm doing my own independent research. <laughs> and then uh, when Mike was on OAN talking about what the, ram- the economic ramifications of the uh, uh, the shutdown, I wrote a, a rant on Leslie Tyler James Fenn's page. Like, we're doing this to ourselves. And the supply chain is doing boom, 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 oh. boom. Yeah. So then Mike calls me. He's like, like he's like you said exactly what I said. Were you watching me? I was like, no, I wrote this separately, and we just said the same thing. You said it on TV, and I just said it on a post. <laughs> this is awesome. That's funny. That's cool. So tell me about your work uh, in the Eighth District uh, grassroots. Like what what's going on in Livingston County that 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 uh, I should know about? Well, um, I just want to give you a little bit more background about Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if you away. don't mind. Oh, of course I don't. Um, Paul. Worked as a lobbyist in D.C., you know, that's play to pay, you know, money. That's how they roll. And um, his LinkedIn job um, list that we kind of looked over, it looked like he flips flip-flops jobs from one to the other, like a year, year and a half. And he goes to Maryland. He goes to here. He goes there. So he's not a very stable person, you know, job-wise. And then even his – he was a lawyer in California, and there's this uh, event that happened, and it was it was almost a mistrial because um, he, he was eth- he, he was ethically he followed, a, he followed a defendant a defendant into a courtroom, yep. right? Uh, which you're not supposed to do when they're transparent and subpoenaed them in the courtroom or something like that. Well, uh, correct, correct he, me, but it's, I, that's the gist of what I heard. Yes, I think it was in a prosecutor's office prosecutor. or not? No, uh, he, he, no, he was in a he was in a room with a, uh, the defendant. He went into a room where he did not belong, yeah, and just railed in there. I don't. I don't was it the open courtroom? See, I you know it might I'm, have been open courtroom or like the the. I, think, I thought it was like it the, could have been open courtroom. The lawyers, or there's like a little there's a, a there's real, the, there's like a DA's office where like like a lot of the defendants can go and have private conversations before they. I, go to the yeah, I think that's where it was. And yeah, I, and it was unrelated to this case too that he was subpoenaing her. He subpoenaed her at the courthouse. I think she was there for a different reason, right? Oh, I, I, maybe you know more than me. I thought it was the case that he, he should not have been in there because it was unethical. Yep. And they put his uh, his uh, license got put into uh, some kind of whatever you want to yeah, call it. it. Is, uh, he wasn't disbarred, but it was suspended, right? Yeah, it was something, something like that. And, and then now, you know, he's sitting there saying he's a lawyer and he hasn't practiced that. And you know, gosh, do you have? Do you have? Oh, please tell me you have one of his like uh, uh, direct mail pieces of him holding a gun. 
and saying he's not against red flag laws because it is the funniest. He, he holds a gun. Like there was somebody. a video uh, at an event. We caught it on a video, and it's on YouTube. Did he fire the gun and fall over? Well, I don't know about the gun. <laughs> <I, laughs> you know what I'm saying? He looks yeah. so, He's wearing your typical. He, like, he looked like John Kerry when he went duck hunting just to show that he likes sportsmen, you know? Yeah. Oh, please. I can't trust that guy. He didn't show up at any of the 2A no. Anything Mike that, was the only one that did that. Yeah, and now everybody's trying to jump on the bandwagon because Mike had been on it for months, you know. And when I first started going around talking to, like, Oakland Tactical and all my friends that are hunters and bow hunters and things like that, that's the first thing I said. And and I was surprised by how many – I think we're going to do really good in North Oakland with my friends who are former military that do not want red flag laws. Yep. And he flip-flopped on that too. And Mike called them out on it and he put the uh, uh, the video out. Yeah. I suppose I'll look at it. What a wishy-washy answer. You, oh, yeah. you never get that from Mike. No. You know what? Mike says things the way they are, you know, and Paul doesn't do that. And, you know, just like, you know, he didn't show up at a debate that he was just invited to. Yeah, Ventura County. So. I, I just don't like this. I, I, You know, the one of the reasons I, I felt, because, <clears throat> you know, did you take a lot of heat when you started working for the Republicans? Working, you were, you were always a conservative at heart, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a traditional values, you know, and I will tell you, yeah. and I'm I'm not going to mention any names yet, but we have leadership in Michigan. Uh, we have some rhinos that are. Um, yeah. Does anybody have a pack of M and M's around here? <laughs> yeah, it's. We, uh, won't, we won't name that name though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, we'll see what happens. Um, Paul's been exposed, and. We'll see what we're moving forward, you know, but I just keep pushing along. Could you imagine if Paul, Paul Jung and Alyssa Slotkin ran against each other? I think they're both Democrats. Um, I mean, I know Alyssa is, oh, but I think Paul is actually a oh. real Democrat and he's running as a Republican. So from, from someone who's seen the inside of the machine, Democrats have been doing that for 10 years and we're now just like Republicans are just now catching on. Yeah, we're you know what it, we're so far behind of the game because you don't have the tech issue. You, you we the Republicans need to get tech savvy people, and and I'm like I'm probably like the most tech savvy person in the campaign right now, and and I'm not even like I call myself a junior associate because I call and I I try to give like yeah. here's here's what the perspective is going to look like, guys. If you're going to do this, here's here's what it's going to look like. Here's here's your pros, here's your con. Do what you want. I don't try to tell anybody what to do. But like I'm good at seeing the optics of things. Like when I saw the guns at the at the at the protest, I knew that wasn't you guys. You know, you weren't walking around with your AR-15s like with 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 the fear stuff. You know, I mean, I know we joke about it, but or uh, which protest? The, uh, the Unlock Michigan when they did the vote uh, for Governor Whitmer's extended uh, uh, for trying to extend the executive uh, orders. Okay, yeah. You know, it was a different group that kind of converged with you guys, right? If if I remember correctly, then you guys stormed the Capitol. Well. The- well, to be honest with you, <laughs> you walked right in. I know that. Uh, no, um, the militia, the ARs. Yeah, I I brought them into that event. Oh, you would. Yeah, the reason being is because um, I had Sheriff Clark come there. I had him fly in. Yeah. And he's a keynote national person, and and he needed security. Oh, security. Oh, that makes sense. So, um, I know the militia personally. And they're they could be your brother, your sister, your cousin, whoever. I'll I mean, the they're, I love it. They're really grassroots. They're grassroots. They're good people. Um, you know, and any kind of entity or organization, you're going to have a couple bad apples. You know, but um, they they weeded out their bad apples, and they've they're trying. They're working very hard to establish their credibility. Yeah, I mean, I think early '90s that 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 kind of took a long time to rebuild, and we won't go into the right. We, yeah. we won't go into those folks. Yeah, um, I hate I hate how we get lumped into those folks because we've put them. It's like here's a spectrum. We've put those KKK white extremists and just neo Nazis in a box. We don't even allow them. We don't even allow them to have the same conversations with us. We're like, you're out, you're out. Right, right. But then everybody on the left's like, oh, you're part of this, and we're like, we don't talk to these people. We don't. We don't even give them the voice. You guys are the ones giving them the platform. You ever notice that, like when, like when <laughs> at that rally, Mike got pictured with the guy with the Proud Boys, and Gavin McGinnis, is it Gavin McGinnis? The guy that's not Gavin McGinnis, yeah, Gavin McGinnis or Gavin, I can't think. He's been booted. Yeah. He, him and Crowder got booted off YouTube. He started it as a drinking club, a guys club, like a Masons, 
And all they did, all they were doing is escorting people, female conservatives out of buildings and stuff like that. And they're the terrorist group and Antifa is not or. All right. All right. I feel like we're like in the seventies, like next thing you know, there's gonna be like a weather underground and. The Proud Boys have um, gotten national awards for their patriotism. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they, they did have a couple bad apples in that Oregon event, yeah. but um, they've weeded out and they've restructured, reorganized. And they are, you t- ha- are you talking about the Oregon event where they taught some Antifa folks a lesson? It, yeah. Those aren't bad apples in my book, but I'm sorry. No, no. They are, but you know. No, I'm just saying, um, I'm not saying that person was a bad person yeah. because I'm just saying there were a couple, I don't know what, um, if it was that. People that took it too far. Yeah, yeah, yep. But that, That's my fear. But these guys, they really care about their reputation and their true patriots. They're just like you and I. Many of them are married to to uh, yes. uh, uh, um, people of different races. Oh, and, and I will tell you. One of them got charged with a hate crime that was married to an African-American woman. Yep, and they have they actually have a uh, gay guy. He's a proud boy. Yeah. And they have a Latino. They have black. And they're not prejudiced. They're not white racists. There's a um, Southern Law, uh, Poverty Law Center that, you know, I'm sure George Soros is behind it. Yeah, I got to do my re- – I've always never researched – I've never researched George Soros. I keep hearing George Soros and I'm, I'm an anti-conspiracy theorist. Like I, I believe 0% of what I hear and 50% of what I see. I'm yeah. going to dive into that because – uh, you know, when Alex Jones was talking about Pedo Island a long time ago, I was like, eh, whatever. And then wham, it came true. And I was like, okay, I'm digging deeper now. Yeah. But, um, so let's talk about, uh, Mike. Let's talk about Mike. I want to, I want to give him his props. Um, you know, I, how do you, are we getting any, any internal polling going? Or are we doing, are we just doing, I mean, I, I know we have, he probably has the most yard signs out in Livingston County and Ingham County. They're I, getting I, stolen. Yeah. Go figure. Oh, yeah. Paul Young's sign's still up there, but Mike's is gone, you know, because that, that's what we've been doing, you know. And I go back and I check, and then I see that, and it just, it's really irritating, you know, because we don't do that. You know, we don't play that way. No. I think, I th- well, we always talk about conservative, conservatives or, or, you know, there's rhinos and, and there's Republicans. I would consider myself like a, a Republican. I'm, 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 I'm center right. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm definitely center right. I'm not far right. Yeah. Uh, um, same here. And so, when I when I see that it, it does make me upset because, like we talk about how there's certain things we wouldn't do, we wouldn't we would we would protest. We'll heckle, we'll like for example the gun rights a uh, uh, protest in in Virginia. We brought our guns, we had a great time, we cleaned the place up and left no problems. Yeah, that's what we do too. Uh, I think clean you, up. you guys had the event at the park, cleaned up. Everybody had a barbecue. It wasn't even like a protest. It was just a fun time. Like it seems like conservative events are fun. Yep. And Dan Bongino says best. It, it's turning into a place where liberals believe conservatives or Republicans are bad people with ideas. And we simply just believe that – I'm going to quote, quote Reagan here. Our well-meaning liberal friends just have bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't, you know, we don't have to go to blows over this stuff. I, I've changed the mind of so many liberals just by just, I call it flanking them. Instead of going, oh, I said, well, why do you feel that way? Now, ask them questions leading them to, to, to a logical, uh, 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 I'll spin them around with my questions. I'll make them eat their own words. Yeah. We, we did have, um, um, someone told us that they got a call. Personally, I did not get it, but um, it was like a national poll. Mm-hmm. They asked about how they felt how President Trump was doing. Nancy Pelosi, Alyssa Slocken, and, and Mike. And no other candidate in the 8th District for a Republican was mentioned. So that we're, that we're making some noise out there. Yeah. And you know what I like about Mike? He instantly wants to put in term limits. He doesn't, when, when he said he didn't want to be there, like, like, like he does want to be there. Don't get me wrong. I should right. Correction, he does want to be there. <laughs> but he felt compelled. But he doesn't want to be there forever. It's six years and he wants to be out. He wants to – he wants to – Two or three terms. Two or three terms, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. The contract he made, the people. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, if if I move into the 8th district, I can follow him up. Uh, Or, uh, you know, the the 11th, I can never win the 11th. It stretches all the way through, like, Royal Oak and Burn. So that's a rough Swampy one. areas. Oh, I mean, they're good uh, Good people. There's good people then. Yeah. There's, there's, there's good people when you don't talk politics everywhere. If, if you start true. talking politics, next you know you get punched in the face. Well, <laughs> no one punches me in the face because that would be a big mistake. I've but. been punched in the face. Did you knock him back? 
Uh, I was too busy taking four or five steps backwards on uh, trying to get my body upright. <laughs> was Cindy with it? Was, was Cindy were there with you? No. Oh man, I, I would. No, I was. Uh, I brought in thirty Harleys. There was a bunch of radicals that had posted on this uh, Dugans on Royal Oak. They were having a, the first Republican event of the year, and um, my friend said, "Hey, they're turned. They just." took the ratings of this restaurant from a four point to a one point something. And I'm like, what? So I went on there and I just started to say, hey, man, these people are just trying to put food on their table, just like everybody else. If they have a job, they have a business. They don't ask why they run it. It's not nobody's business. Yeah. And so kind of said, why don't you get out of your basement? Pull up your pants. <laughs> turn in your Obama phone. No, they, they they hate that when you say get out of your parents' basement. Yeah. They, 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 they didn't like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I was marked. So that day when it came, um, uh, there was one primary girl that kind of led and was on the megahorn most of the time. And every time she started speaking, I gave the signal and we just drowned her out with our uh, – Which is voices, no no intimidation. Right? With, with our uh, Harleys. Oh, that's sweet. And we just kept revving and revving every time she tried to talk. Londa, what, what, do you have Instagram or Facebook? Do you have Instagram? Uh, yeah. Well, you're like the social media queen. I see you all over the place. I send you a video. It takes you a year to get back because I can only imagine how many people message you all day long. Um, you got my personal self, so mm-hmm. send it to me yeah, there. I got that. I got that. <laughs> but um, also one more thing before I move back to this. Uh, I told Mike Detmer, uh, he had that post about Bigby. And I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to be polarizing. If if anybody, I don't want anybody not to vote for him or or do vote for. Him. I want everybody to vote for him, but I don't want to. You know what I'm talking about? The right. baby post. I messaged him. He hasn't responded back, but I said, I said, if you get over 1,500 comments, you are not managing my social media for my podcast. Because <laughs> I would have never expect when I saw Mike talking like, should I, should I be a state rep or should I run for Congress? I would have never thought you would have got 1,500 comments on a post. Wow. I didn't know about that one. It, 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 it's probably more now. <laughs> and people were like, oh, you're the reason, you're the reason. And, 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 you know, like everyone, you're always the reason. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm sure I'm the reason why everything in the world happens. But You know, it's like we're just good Americans that love our country and want to try to fight and save it from uh, communism, you know. And now we're labeled white supremacists. Yeah, and, and people, you know, a lot of the young folks don't see that coming. I, 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 it took me a while to see this because when I went to school, I didn't notice. And I was, I was, I was, I don't, I don't know if I was liberal. I mean, I, I don't care about gays getting married. That has nothing. Yeah, that has nothing to do with government. Me either. Um, I know you were big on abortion, but my thing is stay out of healthcare altogether. And if you have an abortion, you got to meet your creator with that one. And, and make That's sure. how I feel. To me, I'm not going to personally judge. You know, you're going to have to deal with that when you meet mm-hmm. your creator, like you said. Yep. You know, and. But I don't think lawyers and, and people should be dictating that. They need to stay. And I don't there. think that we should be paying for it. Taxpayer funded? No. no. I hate that part. Me too. There's a, lo- there's a lot of things that are socially funded that we shouldn't be paying for. I mean, I, th- I think we had a conversation where there was like basic minimum stuff, like. A little bit of unemployment if you lose your job. Like right now, like if we were running at a surplus instead of being at a deficit for all these ridiculous social programs, this could have been a minor hiccup, this coronavirus. Yep. I mean, there is – no one denies there's a virus. But but I, I think I posted this on Mike's page when someone said, said – he said something like, you're taking us down a rabbit hole, Mike. I said, I said, there's a difference between being forced to do something and having the personal responsibility to do something which right. So when, where I wear a mask is where I feel it's right. If I'm outside, I'm not wearing a mask. If, I, if I'm going into a 7-Eleven in my hometown when I, and I walk up and I see seven people wearing a mask inside, I'll just throw it on for whatever. Uh, yeah, I but, hear you. But I've gone into stores. If I forget my mask, I'm still going in, and no one says anything to me. I I'll, got stopped at Myers. You never Are you never going to shop at Myers again? I'm just teasing. I go to the other Myers now. Gotcha. So uh, what's uh, so we got what? Uh, let me check the calendar here because the primaries are the fourth. That's what we got. We got about nine days now. Yeah, coming up. So what's uh, what's the plan for our get out to vote? Because I I'm you know I, I work a lot, but I uh, what sucks is I I'm taking a, an exam on the fifth. But I'd even be willing to take a day off if if I can get out to Livingston County and maybe ride around and help people get rides or or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean because it, I think this is really about who's going to turn out. So on August fourth, um, we're going to need help at the polling station. So if you want to come with me, I'll. I'll even well, come pick you up. Can I ride in the back of your Harley? <laughs> if you want to. I'm just playing. 
Yeah, let me see if I can get let me see if I can get that day off. Let me see if I can get that day off work because um you know, even though I have been out in Livingston County doing stuff, I've been I keep I keep a lot of my things off public like so I'm hitting my friends up talking to my messenger. I'm hitting I mean messenger all day and so finally I'm getting a bigger computer cuz I'm sick of using my phone because people think I'm illiterate because I'm just <laughs> like I get mad and I'm just like Send. I'm like, oh, I'm not even gonna go back and change that. And all my words are messed up. Yeah. But I've been talking to so many people, um, Lake Orion. A lot of my friends live in Lake Orion. They're former vets, and they're like, oh, I'm not into politics. And then just the other day, five of them were like, I want to be on your podcast. This is just getting out of control. That's good. And I'm like, are you voting August fourth? Like I told you for Mike Detmer. And then I remember I went to Oakland Tactical and dropped some stuff off. And after I talked to those guys, and they posted on the Oakland Tactical page, anybody heard of this Mike Detmer guy? Like, yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. So I th- I really think – I'm going to say it's a coin toss right now because I haven't I, – I, because you're, you're in it more than me. I have not seen likes. I've seen – I know one person that sports like. I have nothing bad to say against about her. She's like soft-spoken. I, Who, I, Christina? Yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about uh, her. Me I, neither. I don't, I don't know her. I, you know what? I didn't, I didn't have anything bad to say about Snyder either because she was soft-spoken and nice and – and, uh, Snyder? Uh, Nikki Snyder? Oh, Nikki. She's out, though. Yeah, she's out. It was, yeah. it was Nikki Snyder, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, she's out. I didn't think she had a chance. She was just... Too passive. Yeah. And and that's... Uh, I think that's going to be Christina's downfall because she so she's she I she will not stand up well against Alyssa Slock. And there's, no. she doesn't have a chance. And the machine. There's a machine. There's a machine that I've been watching. And this is why I really wanted to get involved in the campaign because I, I, I get the machine left and right. And so... I wish I, I wish I was in more strategy meetings, honestly. But I think they're afraid I was a mole for a while. Did you know that? Is yeah. That tr- is that true? Yeah. I was like, oh, because yeah, they were. Because I'm not as conservative as you guys. No. I well, I I think uh, um you were you came in kind of real quick into the um the meeting yeah, and yeah. there wasn't enough background. I, I was fired up to to be there because <laughs> I'm not letting socialism take over this country. Yeah, you know, I was. A, you could call me a JFK Democrat. I'm happy with that. You could spend like, well, you're, you're. but I think because I was watching, I watched. You know, I go into I, I, like I was. I went into the Abdul Syed page to to watch and see what they're doing for research, and so I was like, oh wow, these people are crazy. But every time, and then I went into the Bernie campaign, so I watched people. You know what they're doing. Yeah. And Larry got the. You seen Larry's postcards? Like every time Larry says something negative, they say they donate to Alyssa Slotkin. Oh yeah, that yeah, came yeah. from Bernie. Yeah, so I brought that up. <laughs> so Mike and Cindy sat down with me. They're like, "Well, we, we don't know what kind of role we have for you yet, you know." And I'm like, "Whatever you ask me to do, I was like, I'll earn your trust. You, you barely know me, but we are not going to let Alyssa Slotkin win." This I agree. Is, this is before everybody jumped in, and we're gonna and, and, and as Reagan said, we're going to preserve this last great hope for our children, or south, send them to a thousand years of what uh, darkness. Because if if all these we're twenty three trillion in debt, we're twenty three right? I mean you're pretty good with those things. We're twenty three trillion in debt. We're about to pass another stimulus bill. Yeah, it's crazy. And we're going to raise taxes and continue spending. Something's going to explode. Khrushchev's right. We are going to live under communism. Our kids' kids may yeah. live under communism if we don't do something. Yep, I agree. I want to ask you a personal question, and this isn't representative of any of the campaign stuff. You know, you know, if a family gets credit card debt, right? They they sacrifice, they save money, and they pay off their credit card debt. I know you and I, we don't like taxes that much. But as a country, if we came together collectively, raised our taxes, cut our spending tr- drastically, that's a caveat. You have to cut the spending mm-hmm. to pay off that debt temporarily to get back to more of a more neutral deficit and then continue doing what we're doing. Is that something that you would consider? Now, there's a lot of nuances and things that would have to be worked out, and we don't know which programs would be cut. But if if what would I consider again? Like if we all just everybody paid more taxes, so we can get our debt, national debt in control, and then a, a short-term temporary raise in taxes for everybody, especially you know proportionally higher wealthy down down down, to pay off our national debt, so we're not just paying interest payments, and then we're not kicking the problem down the road to our children. Well, the problem is, I'm, I'm, yeah. Not I, me. We, I, maybe we can start this in 10 years when I'm over, after I die, right? Right, right. I'm just kidding, no, but. no, I understand what you're saying, but I don't, realistically, I don't think it can ever happen because, I, I don't either. because who is con- the, controlling the House and the Senate? I, I agree. You know, and it's just going to be. But how about the theory? Does the theory, like, would you support the theory, even though the practical application of it wouldn't work? Uh, 
I would have to look at the whole package. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Too. Yeah, I want to make sure you like like because we need to know which pro, what certain programs are being cut. Like, yeah, let's I mean, cut the Kennedy Center, Kennedy's uh, Performing Arts Center funding, like they did in the last time of the bill. Like thing, things like that. Yeah, plan, if, cut Planned Parenthood. If they cut it spending and waste, yeah. which is in the billions. Yes, and everybody partakes, and maybe we wouldn't even need to raise taxes. We wouldn't. Yeah, that's that's where it needs to start. You know, they need to stop. Yeah, considering our budget, uh, last time I looked, our budget was three point nine six trillion, and our revenue that we receive is like three point four trillion. So we're bar- we're borrowing point six trillion dollars a year already, on top of the two trillion we spent already. And they need to uh, cut way back or completely off sending all this billions of dollars overseas. And I, you know, I know there's reasons for that. You know, that's beyond my knowledge. Yeah, we need our alliances, but they need to pay. You know, everyone needs to do their parts. They have to have a vested interest. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, I had one more question I wanted to ask before we before we uh, went on some other things. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So, uh, all right, uh, let's get, let's just get that. If Mike Detmer wins, do you have any plans on working with him in Washington or Livingston County or continuing? Are you going to continue being uh, an activist? Are you going to go back to regular life? Or are you going to be focusing on uh, other things? Um, if he wins – if let's say if he wins this primary, you're going to – I'm sure you're still going to do continue your yeah. Trump, Bikers for Trump and Mike Detmer. Yes. Then let's say he wins in November, all right, and whatever happens with Trump. we got to get on Trump next. So but yeah. let's just talk Detmer for now. Um, if Mike Demmer wins, what's the game plan for that? Now, I, I'm sure he has, he's, he's mentioned things to certain people, but nothing's official. Uh, no, really. But, I mean, not, not really. Nothing's really been spoken about. I mean, I think early on there was a small talk, but um, – He's not going to just uh, you know, leave everybody home that to, who, who helped him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess it all depends who wants uh, to be involved in that. Unless the RNC you know? comes in and just wipes it. Um, I know when we were in D.C., when we met with some of the Republicans, uh, senators, they, they had said that, you know, they could help, you know, give you some key people that that are real grassroots that work in your office that you can trust mm-hmm. that, you know, they have a list that that's the only thing I know about. Gotcha. So, but Mike, we haven't even spoken about it. Yeah, I haven't really either. I, I mean, I've told them that that I would I would like to. Yeah, I, I don't want to go to Washington or anything like that. But um, his veterans platform, I'm such a big veteran supporter. I got, I mean, there's there's blasts that people have been. Um, there's you know, I've friend had friends lose eyes. We we got to do so much better for our veterans. And I agree. I got so many veteran friends in Livingston County, and and. It just it amazes me. We need to build programs for when they transition back home. That, that you know they do nine ten. First they go to boot camp for whatever thirteen weeks, then they go to their MOS, then they get in their units, then they do like a seven week workup where they're training to kill or do whatever their operation. Then they go for a nine month deployment. They come back for a couple weeks. They need to come back and spend a year decompressing. I'm not saying they yeah. go through like a therapy. They, they Reacclimate to yeah. common, you yeah. know. I mean, you, 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 you let prisoners, I mean, I'm not going to compare them to prisoners whatsoever, but I'm just using this as an analogy. Prisoners, when they're released, they go to a halfway house. They don't need to go to a halfway house, but they should They should be able to talk their emotions out. And I think a lot of vets are doing a great job of saying, yeah. I mean, probably in your case, I, I know I know an awesome counselor in Livingston County, if you know any vets with issues. Her name is Dina Marie Daher. Okay. Uh, her husband, Steve Daher, is, uh, was a Navy vet. She does wonderful work. I would refer anybody to her. But they need to kind of wind down and, and say, all right. No, I, I think that's a great idea. Um, you know, I have a, I have generations of military in my family. You know? Yeah, because the first year is the hardest. I've heard that a thousand times. Yeah. The first year is the hardest. Purpose. My, um, wanting my, to be there with your boys. Yeah, my uncle, he's uh, was in uh, Vietnam, and he to this day, you know, well, he just passed away recently, but he would not even speak about it. You know, I mean, I got a nep- two nephews right now. One's a sniper, mm-hmm. and one is a chief gunner's mate. So I, I worry about their future and their families. I think you you're mentioning that. You're mentioning that. Yeah. Um, that there was wasn't wasn't that one of them recently deployed. Within uh, the last yeah. six months or so, this year, sometime earlier yep. this, this year. Uh, yep, yep. Bravo to him. I mean, if you're getting deployed, that means you're doing something right during your training. Not, 
And, and, and I remember the National Guard being deployed. And I remember that one time on your post that the National Guard was deemed, being deployed for the coronavirus. And this, this woman was so upset on one of your posts. <laughs> remember this? Yeah. And I was like, this is the National Guard. They train for this. This means they've done a wonderful job. Bravo. I will take their position anytime because because I can't pass MEPS anymore. I'm legally blind in one eye because of things that happened. I just I can't get in the military, and now I'm, I'm on August 12th will be my my deadline. So I, I can't. I've tried. I, I've tried everything. It's the only thing I ever wanted I, to do. You know, I've been asked to be on some boards for the vets for helping vets because I'm a huge vet supporter. Yeah. You know, and um, I, d- I just don't have time right now. I think that's something in the future that you had asked earlier what I would like to do, and that's something that's true to my heart. Yeah, I, I want the, the number one thing I need to do is provide for my family monetarily, and then you know, t- Jordan Peterson says, make sure you take care. Put your house in perfect order before you begin a large-scale transformation of the world. Don't be like Antifa try to do a large-scale transformation of the world when they can't even make their bed. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But you, you get your house in order. You make sure you have a job. And then there's things – I want to do veteran outreach. I like politics. These are all hobbies. This podcast hobbied me. I expect to make no money off this. I just enjoy having conversations. And I, I'm sure I'll make money off it because anytime someone does a hobby, they usually make money off it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they enjoy it. Oh, you know, I just realized something I didn't tell you. Um yeah, that girl that sucker punched me at that event, she ended up being found guilty in a trial in 10 minutes. The jury came back. So can, can, justice was served. Do you think we'll start considering those hate crimes? Uh, I like that law that Trump wrote about for the hate crimes. Yeah. If it's something political, yeah. Like a 16-year-old kid with a MAGA hat getting whopped. That's not cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, more patriots, more Americans need to stand up for what's right and to try to help save our country. They're scared. There's a, there is an underground movement going oh, on. Oh, I, I know. There's, I can't really talk I, about I know, it I right now. I know because I, 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 we have our we have our ways of communicating without other people seeing us. Yeah. No, it's not like okay. we're like hand signaling. No, right? I, I, but, I. You know where we yeah. where we talk on like the eighth and friends too and other areas. People don't see that, and they think they're running away with this. And there is a silent majority out there. I get called by pollsters, and I lie to them. I say, "Yeah, voting for Joe Biden," <laughs> because <laughs> back when uh, Trump was about to get reelected, I was sitting there and I was like, "He's down sixteen points in the poll." Yeah, you I, can't believe those polls. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, coming back from Manistee, Michigan, and I'm seeing Trump pretend signs everywhere, no Hillary signs. Get down to the suburbs and like, there's no Hillary signs. It's like five. Or it's a month before the election. I go. So I drove out – I flew out to California to see my sister. She's from Michigan. She's, she works at USC. And some of her friends are I'm like, Trump's winning this election. I hadn't made my decision yet because my, my decision – I didn't realize how good of a president Trump was going to be. Now I, I've met him. I know you have. You got a picture on it with him. Oh, yeah. Is he, is, he as nice, is he nice in person? It's just like you and I talking. He's so down to earth and he's just, he's just a really cool, cool man. I mean he's just friendly, kind. You know he's like, phenomenal. You know what I like about him? What? Because he's like me. If someone comes at me, I'm coming right back at you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I like about him. I like that, too. He doesn't yeah. back down. Um, where, where was I going with this? Oh, so, so this how, so I called Trump winning uh, early October. Okay. He was down 16. Because in Michigan, I know Michigan's typically go besides with Reagan, Michigan typically goes Democrat. But typical people in Michigan are like Ohio, Illinois. Indiana's going to go Republican. Illinois is going to go Democrat because of Chicago. The rural area can't pull it. But I was like, this, this guy's going to win Michigan. That means Pennsylvania, Ohio, yep. everything is going. And I called it down there, and people were like, you're a racist. I'm like, <laughs> I, said, I haven't even said who I'm voting for yet. But I go, by, by my intuitive knowledge, and I'm looking at data, because I always say if you know the data, you can predict engagement if you have a, a certain level of smart, intuitive knowledge. Like I always – I post things on social media just to see the, the reaction of people so I can gain a perspective of how – because every time you interact with the world, you can see how people react. And then if you look, if you look deeper, you can see this is how people respond to a certain stimulus. So I was sitting there and I was like, no, no, no. These people up north – with the Hillary for Clinton, Hillary for prison signs and things like that, they're coming out in groves. They're they're coming out. Yeah. And uh, they're like, no, he, there's no chance in hell he's gonna win. You know, blah 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 blah. I was like, he's gonna win. I didn't think it was gonna be by two points, point two in Michigan. But then I decided to I decided to vote for Trump because I thought he would give Mattis more for the military and Hillary Clinton's smug face in Benghazi hearing. And so. Yeah, for sure. 
So I think we're going to wrap it up here. Okay. Um, again, this is episode 001 of the Detroit Uncensored podcast. Um, there will be no censorship on this podcast from here on out. Londa, thank you for coming out. Um, do, do you want to give a shout-out to some of your, your handles, uh, like uh, if you have a Twitter handle or your Facebook and stuff like that, so people can start following you? She is – She first of all, she's funny. I call her a trip because <laughs> when I saw her dancing with MAGA, uh, she is not going to get up in your face if you disagree with her. She's very accepting, um, and she's a great person to know. She's very connected into politics. And even if you're just a traditional blue Democrat that's not a far-left progressive – she will have a conversation with you, and, and, and she, you, know, you may agree to disagree, and you'll probably agree on a few things. Um, I think most of us in Michigan are right down the center, but now we're, we're kind of leaning right. So I'll get you the – so her – is this Twitter? Yeah. So her Twitter handler is at LDGAT. And then is that your – do you have Instagram too? Pardon? Do you have Instagram too? Uh, yeah, I'd have to look at because I don't get on those as much, but I'm going to try to start getting more active. And then you can find her on Facebook at Londa Gat, right? Yep. Londa Gat. L-O-N-D-A-G-A-T-T. Yep. And that's about right. My my handles is – I'll give you my heads up. We're going to be having a handle for this show called Detroit Uncensored. Mine's BJ dot at – mine's BJ at Detroit Censored. Um, my, I'll have a producer, Austin. His will be at Austin at Detroit Censored. And uh, it's also on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, follow us there. We'll be posting clips. Uh, feel free to send in questions. Um, again, I don't care if you're Democrat, liber- Libertarian, Republican, uh, far leftist trolls, stay away. Just, just stay away unless you have something productive and you actually have a question to ask. I'll be more than happy to answer it. I wish you all the best. God bless America um, and God bless Trump. Let's hope he wins this election. Uh, And then we'll see what the next four years holds. 